Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. This episode is brought to you by Undeniably Dairy. Dairy farmers are more than farmers. They're climate caretakers. They see water as a precious resource. Most farmers recycle water up to four times, from chilling the milk to irrigating the crops. And some even use technology to turn manure into renewable energy. To learn more about what dairy farmers are doing to make their farms more sustainable, visit usdairy.com. Coming up on TMS, if Claire's your buddy, get a third buddy. Flesh shoot. The security guard was standing sideways. Can you come get your dog? Periodically looking at periodic tables. Among Veronica's marshmallows. Adobe failed the audition. This title was generated by ChatGPT and is funny and clever. Beep. KK Slider. Live in concert. In and out and loathing in Las Vegas. Brian would walk 500 drinks. Brian would walk 500 drinks. Cockroach with Natasha Leon. Las Vegas monorail, it's more of a Shelbyville idea. The seven audiobooks you can't play on TMS with Amy. Perpetually returning socks to Home Depot with Wendy and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. My day is 6 a.m. to noon, and I'm not crazy. You're crazy for thinking it takes 24 hours, just like some dude in a cave did 300 years ago. My second day starts at noon and goes till 6 p.m. That's day two. And then the next day is 6 p.m. to midnight. What I've done now is I have changed and manipulated time. I now get 21 days a week. Stack that up over a month, I'm going to kick your butt. Mm. Stack it up over a year, you're toast. It's Diana's take on the classic turd. The Morning Stream. Shoot a nuke down a bug hole. You got a lot of dead bugs. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to TMS. It's uh, Thursday, February 2nd, 2023. I'm Scott Johnson, and Brian Ibbett's back, everybody. Hello, Brian. I'm back. I'm back. Hey, big thanks to uh, Bobby for filling in yesterday and uh, keeping the booth all sciencey. Yeah. Being hung, hung up a periodic table of elements, and I'm looking, and uh, uh, Quaronium contains the letter Q, so uh, sorry. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Scott. There you have it. No, it's all good. I had a hard time with that one. Um, and uh, uh, I, whatever. I like, love who, stuff like that. Yeah. I love trivia questions like that. I just feel like I've not looked at a periodic table in a long time. Maybe yeah. that's what I need to do is just like peruse one, you know? Get it yep. in my head. Remember all the things. So next time Bobby tries to pull one of his periodic table quizzes, I'll be a little more prepared. <laughs> it's, it's something that if you can get it down and get it you know figure out not not just the the letters 
that go along with each of the elements, especially the ones like potassium and gold and silver that don't match up with the, you know, that silver's not SI, which do you think would be easy to remember? Yeah. Um, that would make sense. If you can get those down, but also the numbers, mm. uh, it's, you know, it's something that comes up a lot on Jeopardy. It's something that comes up a lot as other clues for things on other trivia uh, tournaments and stuff. So Nice. Yeah, the Tom Lehrer song is a really good start. We had a, a jigsaw puzzle um, that we solved that uh, was the periodic table. Mm. And... Dude, that must have been really. That must have been hard. Was that hard? It was. It was hard. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh! I did a recently. I did an iPad uh, puzzle that was. Um, it's a new Apple Arcade game, and there's yes. a. Yes. Uh, I played that game. one too. The it's one good, with all right? the pretty artwork. Yes. Yeah, it's really nice, and they do this whole thing with. Um, I forgot his name. Anyway, famous artist, and one of his paintings is just kind of monochrome. Like yeah. it's mostly just the same color and it's all kind of flat in a lot of ways. And there's a little bit of texture difference in different places that took me forever to do. <laughs> that was a hard puzzle, man. That's a hard one. Yeah. I gotta have uh, a lot of shit. I won't going say on. what it is. Cause I imagine you want to use that for app slappy next. Uh, when we finally bring back. Yes. Uh, we're bringing back app slappy. That's right. We're going to start talking about apps again. Occasionally. Um, actually Monday is going to become kind of a revolving door for a few things. We're going to have yep. occasional app slappy. Uh, we'll have Dan occasionally. We'll have, I want to say occasionally, about once a month is the idea. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're thinking about bringing, uh, at least for one, maybe more, uh, we're going to bring... Um, Monica. I almost, said, almost said Nicole. I know you did. Monica in here, and she's <laughs> going to talk about like her favorite upcoming horror movies for her podcast, Gore, uh, yeah, uh, and other Glenn things. we'll talk about tea. We talked oh, about Oh, right, that. right. We'll get Gwen in here and do a little, uh, do a little tea Ta- segment. Tease the, tease the tea of the month. Yeah, uh, all that stuff. So it'll be yeah. good. Looking forward to It'll that. It'll be good. And then App Slappy is one of those. And uh, I've got I've got one I'm excited to talk about. So, and it's not the jigsaw puzzle one. It is uh, it is a number puzzle that I am hooked on, like I was hooked on Sudoku Whoa. twelve years ago or whatever it was. That's intense. I know how hooked on Sudoku you were. So I loved Sudoku. Love yeah. love a little bit of uh, figuring out numbers. Yeah, that's good. I like uh, there's a, well you know about it because you have it as well. But that poker Yahtzee combo game. Yes, talk about that uh, pine tar poker. Love pine tar poker. Yeah. I okay. How far so did you good. get? Like what? Uh, I'm still so I'm gambling now, like with the money. Uh, yeah. which is a yeah. much later stage thing, but I'm not sure like mm-hmm. percentage-wise where I'm at. I'm pretty far. I've got, so basically, I've got all the runes um, purchased, but there's nothing left for me to purchase, basically. Mm. And I've complete, basically, there's there's one hint that it's giving me of something I need to do, and I think it's getting uh, a very a specific hand in the main game, not the not the money gambly game, but um, a specific hand, and then that unlocks or completes the game or something. Oh wow! And I don't think I'm quite there. I'm pretty far though, and I enjoy the yeah. the game to game so much that um, I sometimes forget there's this overarching thing I'm trying to complete. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I know just the regular game, which is so tough at the beginning, but then when you start getting the oh well, this lets me draw more cards, and this lets me you know see how many more. Uh, hearts there are in the deck etc yeah i would check it out if you guys get a second it's a pay for game no no stupid ads or or uh free to play stuff it's called pine tar poker and we'll talk about it again on a on an app app slap you get a little more deep but it's really good 
it's really God, good. it's so good. Yeah. Uh, I hope it shows up in other places too. That'd be nice. Um, all right. Yeah. I did some anyway. experiments with our audio and I wanted to share this with you. <laughs> okay. Because Adobe always, put out a always new tool. worry about this. No, no, you should. You should. Um, and in this case, I do. And I'm not so sure it's that great. But uh, <laughs> Adobe okay. put out a new product. It's basically just a free AI driven utility that is supposed to take your, your voice audio and clean it up some. Oh, and it okay. does do that, generally speaking, um, but it's got limited use. So so I tried it out, and I'm trying to remember the name of it. It is called, I wrote, uh, oh, yeah, I bookmarked it. It's called Enhanced Speech, uh, Adobe okay. Enhanced Speech. It's just a web utility. It's not like an app you download, and you don't have to be a sub to use it. It's just a, a thing Adobe put out there. They're going to have to sure. start doing that more because... There's everyone else is going to beat into the punch on AI assisted image stuff, and yes. you know Canva's already eaten their lunch on what they're trying to do with Adobe Express and all that. So they kind of have to. But anyway, they put this out as part of their their quote unquote podcasting tools. There's really two tools right now. One is you can test your microphone, and it will it will give you feedback about where you're at with all the ranges and if oh, you should adjust that's anything. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Um, I like that one a lot. And it turns I went and did it, and it says I'm right where I want to be. So that made me happy. Perfect. You didn't have to do anything. I um, probably would need to do something like I don't know. You heck? sound, you're, you, of all the people I do remote, you sound yeah. the best by far. So I think oh, you're. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I don't know if that's just you're best suited for a remote, but also on your shows, you sound. I don't think you're in that. I don't think you're in a problematic place okay. at all. Because everyone well, else, you know, if I had to put them all up, Brian always sounds the most consistent. <laughs> um, well, thank you. It probably helps that you're only. Like, there's more lag with me and Bobby yesterday than I ever get with you. Oh. Oh, really? You think it's because of just distance? Maybe. Or it's his connection, or it's... Uh, yeah, I would think that that... Like, it's not yeah, horrible. No. I've had... We've definitely had worse with people, but his... You could hear when we would do our read for the for the titles, there's just a chunk of space there that you don't have. <laughs> sure. Um, I mean, when... Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, when we, we used to do that test, like, all right... Uh, say something as soon as I get to the number three and one, two, three. And I remember oh, days right. where it was like really bad. Yeah. But, and that was uh, usually attributed to my SP issues or whatever. Some sort but, of tech issue. Yeah. Um, so here's All what right, I did. Anyway. I went and anyway, um, yeah. this is what it claimed. It claimed you could take audio that sounded echoey or in a room or like in a, a class where someone's giving a lecture or something mm. and that it would make it kind of sound radio quality after you ran it through okay. this filter. So here's my raw vi- version. Let me turn off the uh, background here. Here's my raw version of the audio, and then I'll play the version that I ran through. All right, and we'll see what we think. So here's the raw on my phone in a room. This is what I sound like talking to my phone uh, just normally, and then we'll try the other way. All right, so echoey, <laughs> passable, but, you know, not fancy. Yeah, right, but you can tell that you're in, like, a, a bathroom or a closet or something. Yeah. yeah, I'm in a place that's not great. So then I run it through the filter. And here's what I got. So again, a reminder, this is what it was before, just so it's fresh in your head. This is what I sound like talking to my phone. All right, now play the enhanced version. This is what I sound like talking to my phone uh, just normally, and then we'll try the other way. It's okay. It's not amazing. Uh, what's weird is it starts to not sound like you. It, it If I if I'm being honest, it sounds like a hybrid of you and Bo Schwartz. A little bit. Play it again. Yeah, here it goes. This is what I sound like talking to my phone. Uh, just normally, and then we'll like try little, the other way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a little Bo Schwartz in there. Yeah, a little robotty, a little Bo Schwartzy, and a little nasally. It's just not. It's not yeah. all there, right? It's not perfect. That's uh, good. All right, AI. Uh, finally, we see AI uh, stumble. <laughs> yeah, we've seen we've seen the underbelly hands. here. Now, here's. So I decided after that, I'm like, well, what would it? What would happen if I took a raw episode file, sure, and ran it through this thing? What would it do? 
and it's not meant to do things that have a lot of music or background stuff or multiple voice like it wants a consistent thing so this is it is showing the limits of the technology a little bit but it turned out real weird and i want to share this with you so here's how you and i sound when we were doing titles at the top of the show after the filter so here you go coming up on tms lovely lady dumps waiter there's a hair in my ibuprofen bang zoom buzz to the moon just let veronica win pop watch take the time there's a commercial but you can it sounds like brian's in a pile of like cotton yeah yeah i'm i'm among uh, veronica's marshmallows is what i am <laughs> that's how, what it sounds like basically yeah totally so then i wanted to hear how does our theme song sound here's oh where- all right oh god yeah these things <laughs> is usually trash with music yeah here's right. where shit gets weird all right so i'm gonna play this this is the theme song for tms our you know our opener which should sound like uh where is it here it should sound like this you know yeah. our normal thing right yeah here's what it came through as uh, here it is. This gets weirder. <laughs> the morning stream. Oh no, the bad apes have the crystal laser. Oh, weird. It's like it. Uh, I, it's funny that, that that just automatically triggers. It's like Pavlov, Pavlov's chat room over there yeah. that can't stop typing TMS when they hear yeah, that. Noise. You guys that don't come live, you should really see this one day. It's insane. I got to uh, I gotta make a GIF out of it. It's like they just get taken over like a zombie horde. Yep. Um, yeah, that's uh, funny how it isolates the tree. Yeah. And You're tries to make it sound like a dude saying it, right? Like it's yeah, just yeah. Now I I tried it with the mid song, just a little section of it. Okay. And by the way, it's the first time I've ever felt completely one hundred percent comfortable playing any of the music out loud on YouTube because there's no way their algorithm will make sense of this. <laughs> right? Yeah, good. But listen to what it tries to do to that. And I'm pretty sure both songs that day had a female vocalist. Uh. Anyway, here it is. We'll we'll see how it sounds. <laughs> I don't even know what song it was. It was whatever I don't it was either, Monday. But it's crazy how the uh, the the background arrangement actually sounds right. Yeah. But they've wow. They put little robots. <laughs> it's really weird. All right, here's wow. more from the final song. You'll recognize the song, but the okay. the way it, the, boy they do her voice dirty. Here it is. Whoops. Baby down with they seized the year and bombs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a dude at the end going or something. Yeah. Yeah. Bizarre. Isn't oh that, my god. Isn't that there's weird? gotta be a yeah. there's a trivia game in there somewhere, right? Where we have to like maybe you take a section of a movie clip mm-hmm. and run it through that and see if, if we can identify the movie mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, or even I mean, even doing it with a song, although it's I'd probably you'd probably figure out the background. I don't know. I'd have Maybe. a hard time. If yeah. I heard that raw without any notice, I would have a really hard time telling you what the hell that song was. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because it was so fresh, it just happened Tuesday. It's a little easier. But <laughs> anyway, I guess, I guess there's, there's a little bit of KK slider to that. That's really funny. Like, <laughs> yeah, totally. If I'm going to say, any, so here's my review, Adobe, for your free AI audio enhancement thing. Here's where I think people use it they'll use it the way you described it. If somebody heard a, a thing in class and it was quiet, hard to hear and had too much echo, you're going to immediately see an improvement. If you're on your phone, your phone's off to the side and you're filming something, you're putting something together with your phone and you're just too echoey, 
this is going to sound a lot better when you edit this in. For sure. Other than that, I can't use it. All right? I just can't. Yeah. No. It's too weird. Not good. Not it's good. not smart yeah. enough yet. Once you, once you get to a place where you can say, uh, where, where your AI is good enough to say, I will take all spoken sound, isolate uh-huh. all those waveforms within the body of the, of the product, not separate tracks, but one full track, and enhance mm-hmm. those and then touch nothing else. And then just level eight anything that may need it. You do one of you do a tool like that, where we'll talk. We'll have we'll you and I'll have we'll be friends on that. <laughs> It'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other thing I'd say to Adobe about their free uh, audio adjuster program is you've priced it accordingly. Yep. Adobe, yep. well done. Yeah, nice, well done. Nice for fun. once, for yeah. once, you're for charging once, the right your prices price. Prices are accurate. Yes. That's right. There's things I I pay for audition still because I love it and yeah, audition you can do a lot of what I. But it already does. I mean, that's what I do every sure. day. It does what sure. I need to do to get where I want to be when I put out the final file. Yep. So they didn't include any of this in there, which I think is on purpose because it's just too weird. <laughs> yeah. There's, it's too weird. You know, I'm sure there's like a, a audio filter or something you can load into it or something like it's, a stack or something. It's very, very that. funky. Uh, one final thing before we get uh, uh, our good pal in here. Oh, we have two things. Okay. Never mind. Let me give you this two first things. one. Sure. Uh, we got a we did a call from somebody. I just want to play because it it's weird. All right. uh, this is a Utah connection. It's five seconds long. Enjoy. Hey, this is Jonathan calling from New York. Um, I have a Utah connection. I've been there. That's his whole call. <laughs> well, many of us then do. So we've there's a lot of people here now with Utah connections. Yeah, well I feel like we've really nailed what it means to have a Utah connection by saying you've been here. <laughs> Uh, Brian, tell me about Brainbow Bright. What's her deal? She's asking something. Yeah, she asked a question in the pre-show, pre-pre-show, like uh, during the the lead-up. Asked if I've ever walked the length of the Las Vegas Strip. So basically from uh, the stratosphere down to Mandalay Bay, which is currently like your your Las Vegas Strip endpoints, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, I absolutely have. Um, this is, uh, I'm so trying to get Chris Brown, by the way, to come to, uh, uh, TMS Vegas. Cause I think a lot of people would love to have a drink with Chris, with the real Chris Brown. Oh, we'd love to see, I'd love to meet Chris Brown. That'd be great. But he, uh, he and I were drinking down at a bar in Mandalay Bay called Rum Jungle. And he, uh, I, I won't go into the full long story about it, but this was during one of our, um, trade shows that we were working. And he was staying at Mandalay Bay. I was staying at the other end at the West Gate. Mm. And this was years before Lyft and Uber. You could basically take taxi, taxis, but you also had the, the monorail and that sort of thing. Right. You walk a lot in Vegas. You walk then. a lot. Yeah. You do. So uh, so he and I are drinking. It's just rum drink after rum drink. And we're getting – people are buying them for us and we're ordering our own and et cetera, et cetera. And um, – and then Chris says, uh, uh, I've got to, this is the first time I ever called him Chris. Then he says, uh, uh, hold on, i got to go to the bathroom. And he disappears. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, he had just ordered a drink, so I drank my drink. I'm kind of waiting. He's taking an awful long time to come back. Yeah. I finish my drink. I'm like, well, screw it. I'm going to drink his drink, and I'll teach him a lesson about being gone so long. Yeah. I drink his drink, and uh, and he still hasn't come back yet. So I'm like, well, all right, I'll just sit. We were basically standing at the bar, but there were these nice, comfy uh, booths behind it. And yep. I'm like, well, I'm going to sit down on the booth. The next thing I know, I'm getting poked by a security guard saying, you can't sleep here. Who's <laughs> weirdly standing <laughs> sideways. And then I realize I'm just laying down. 
Oh, damn. And, uh, and I, I kind of get up and I'm like, okay, no problem. And I decide, okay, because Chris Brown never came back. And so I start plodding my way from Mandalay Bay. Well, first I try and go up to like the little tram that goes from Mandalay Bay to Excalibur. I figured yeah. out yeah. in my mind, I know, all right, Mandalay Bay to Excalibur, tram, cross the street, go over across to monorail, hop on the monorail, boom, all the way to Westgate. No problem. Yeah. Easy peasy. That would be an easy peasy if this was uh, the right time of day because uh, the monorail, the, the tram stops at a certain time and the monorail stops at a certain time. Right. So, and I missed both of those times. So basically, I went from Mandalay Bay, walked across the bridge to MGM, and then like just like like basically, it was a marionette being held up by strings all the way down wow. from. Where, did, what, what, I, I don't want to jump and to the Westgate is the Las Vegas Hilton where the uh, Star Trek experience used to be. Sure, sure. And I don't want to jump to, to conclusions here, but what the frick yeah. happened to Chris Brown, the real Chris Brown? <laughs> like He, as drunk as uh, I was, he was there as well. He ended up lost in the center of Mandalay Bay. <laughs> and um, one of our clients, one of our customers, who I'm still, you know, still, uh, still a customer of the new company that I do some freelance for and that he works for, uh, found him and said, all right, let's get you, let's get you back to your room. Where, where's your room? And she walked him all the way back up, tossed him in his room, pulled the door shut and, uh, uh, went about her business. Wow. But, uh, yeah. And you know, at no point did he say, Oh, would you do me a favor and, and go over to rum jungle and let Brian know that, that I'm out for the night or something like that. Nope. He just like passed out and, uh, did not see him uh, until the next day. I love that you got woken up by a guard guy. <laughs> I know. I feel like I feel like it's a bucket list item that I never knew I had on my bucket list. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. like getting poked by a security guard in a bar and told uh, you can't sleep here, sir. <laughs> when we were uh, went to Vegas one year, ninety five, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, me, my wife. Uh, we'd only been married a year or a couple of years. Um. My friend Andrew and his wife Annie all walked from Mandalay Bay all the way down to the stratosphere that direction that night, uh, the Uh entire length. And then when we were done there, we were like, are we walking back? And we all were like, no. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. We're taking a taxi, the deuce, we'll take whatever, but yeah. Yeah, we took a taxi. 95, the monorail, I don't think the monorail was there in 95, was it? It may not have been, Um, and even if it was, I don't think I had the knowledge to know where to get on and off and how to do the best route and all that stuff. I think I would have been out of it, but uh, I wasn't drinking, so I wouldn't have that reason, but we were just like, it's just our legs are killing it. It was a long walk, man. That's a long way to go. And. And the monorail is misleadingly beneficial uh, yeah. because you have to go all the way through whatever casino it is you need to get to to get yeah. to the monorail station. MGM Grand is the worst. Like the monorail station itself is right by the really close to the entrance of the of uh, MGM Grand, but you have to go down this area and then through the the uh these stores aren't these stores and restaurants aren't good enough to put in the main level yeah. of our <laughs> casino hotel yeah. these are like you know wetzel's pretzels and the um mega hat store and stuff like that, that you have to go down through to get to the actual monorail yeah it's done it almost makes that thing kind of useless like kind of useless like if yeah. you happen to be in one of the hotels and you're going to the other hotel and don't have to go out to the strip 
piece that's great, right? Like, sure. oh, I'm I'm staying in MGM Grand. We're going to um, uh, Paris for, sure, for dinner Paris, to yeah. get some food there. Good example. Um, perfect. Yeah. You get out in Paris, and you're you're pretty much there. Yeah, if, if you're, you're in that little zone, and maybe that's all it was really meant for, was to keep people around that zone, and I don't know, just doesn't do a lot. For of, sure. I mean, need- it is it is the 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 biggest example of exit through the gift shop. It's like, yeah. sure, take the monorail. Now enjoy the entirety of our casino on yeah. your way across the street to Cosmopolitan. Yep, basically, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Rainbow Bright, there's your answer. There you go. There we you have know. walked the length. Now, if you if you thought uh, Fremont was the length of this, like all the way to Fremont and back to Mandalay, that's not oh. technically the full strip. Strip ends. No. Yeah, at Stratosphere, right? And that's yeah, Las Vegas Boulevard, basically the the what what's called the Las Vegas Strip, uh, plus Las Vegas Boulevard, which is the strip, is right. north south. Fremont is east west. Right, and technically, it could grow further south, I suppose. It could, not. and probably will. I mean, there's yeah. stuff down there. There's uh, there's the conveyor belt sushi place that mm-hmm. we're going to go to. I hope, uh, which is just south of Mandalay Bay. Right. Um, in the what is that place called? It's like the it's an outdoor mallsy kind of place. Oh yeah, Kim loves it there. Uh, oh, yeah. I forgot the name of it, but yeah, that's out there. But the problem World is, you start running right like into that. the airport at some point. And uh, yeah, I mean that may be convenient. I guess just jump right. It'd off be and- great if they could run that. If they could run the monorail to the airport, they would. I mean, boy, the taxi industry would poop their pants and protest but oh they already are pissed be, imagine them now oh they just they hate know. they hate the fact that uber they fought tooth and nail to keep uber and lyft out of uh vegas yeah. and uh didn't work sometimes the yep. genie's out of the bottle son yep exactly nothing you can do all right here's something we can do let's do that we're gonna add amy to the call yes yep we got uh she has a book she's been holding on to for a whole week because we weren't here last thursday it's a little crumpled up now and uh, hard to read it's because all wrinkly. she's doing that. It's all wrinkly yep. and weird. Anyway, here's Pages that. Folded over. <laughs> Someone wrote all over it. Who knows? Uh, hey, sad. Amy, what's going on? Welcome back to the uh, show for Read This. How are you? Hi. Oh, you guys are talking about my book. Yeah, okay. Your book you've been like, holding on to for a what? week. <laughs> yeah. Right at the moment. So I listen Mm-hmm. on Twitch before yeah. you guys call me into the call. But then, you know, there's a little chunk of audio <laughs> that I don't hear yep. in between picking up yep. the call and, and starting to talk to you guys. Who, like, who knows what, what dirty cheese we're airing about <laughs> exactly. you? You know, a chunk of delay. We can folded. say whatever we want <laughs> yep. during that chunk of delay. We say, no we idea. say, let's get Amy in here. Boy, doesn't she suck? Anyway, books, books, everybody, books. And you never <laughs> yeah. hear it. Exactly. Hear it. You totally could. Yeah. And I would never know. Well, um, so I want to tack on to what you guys were talking about. I actually was, t- I was taking notes, you know, like a, like a good little book. Sure. Oh, okay. Uh, so, you know, talking about your little drunken escapade in Vegas, and the first thing I thought of while you were describing that, I was like, and I said this in the chat, things only a dude can do, mm. right? Like, yeah. a woman cannot oh, yeah. do that. A Pass woman, out in a bar? Yeah. yeah Bad no. freaking news, mm-hmm. for sure. Femme, yeah. any, any femme-presenting person cannot do that it would be yes. very unsafe so on that note mm. bobby had a brilliant idea last year and i think we should re-implement it this year there's going to be a, a 
collection of us who will gladly give out our our numbers and if mm -hmm. you want to text us we will be the safe people like if somebody is coming up to you like last year we had a thing right like somebody <laughs> did somebody punch somebody cheesy g then, yeah cheesy yeah. g decked a guy in uh in the plaza bar who's getting a little hand like would not leave her alone she gave him so many warnings verbal warnings and then he got a little handsy and she just floored him yeah basically i still blame her um that whole her anger came mostly from losing uh in pac miss pac-man to me the day before oh <laughs> it was yeah might yeah. have come from but craps it built up me. she she yeah. lost uh we taught her how to play craps and it didn't go very well for her but well. Uh, yeah, no, I tried like you, you have no idea how much I tried to get that video, uh, from the security cameras at the plaza. I really, I talked to the right people and they just couldn't get them to me. Why wouldn't oh, they do man. it? Would they just, they have a policy where they won't give that stuff out? Probably. Or um, no, cause he, the person even said, let me see, do you know the approximate time? Let me see if I can get it. And then he just never got back to me. Oh, but uh, but I, I went through three people to finally get the right person and was in contact with them and, and, uh, I think he tried, said that can find it, and then just didn't bother replying back to me. But yeah. well, yeah. they're they're busy. They're following that handsy guy around with other videos, I guess. Probably <laughs> right, right. So, for the lawsuit. Yeah, yeah we so. got your back over there. If you guys need help, there's always somebody yeah. who's there to walk it. If you're going to walk the length of the strip and you're you know uh, you're you're Claire Gack, don't do it. We we'll get a buddy system going. We'll go with you. It's all good. Yeah, we'll Claire's yeah, in the chat sure. going. I'm a safe person. No, Claire, you no. need a safe person. Yeah, like, you need buddy. A <laughs> Employ the buddy system, and if Claire Gack is your buddy, then get a, a third buddy. Get please. a third buddy. Yeah. Well, and I'll go ahead and say this because I I know it to be true. Chuck is always available for that, and you know Chuck is like much like Scott. He is completely sober, has been for over a year. So uh, you know yeah. he 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 will be glad to and and feel obliged, frankly, to make sure that you are safely returned. To your hotel room and and whatever this is this uh, is what's hilarious too like when you're a tall guy you yeah. uh guys are high me and brian's height we are automatically kind of intimidating to strangers and they will not mess with us even though mm -hmm. i don't feel like that guy i don't feel like an intimidating guy at all yep but yep. they see us as that so if you just mm -hmm. need us to walk around with you we're good we'll do it you know, make oh yeah, and Bobby points out in the chat, it's not just about having a, a buddy if you're out drinking or whatever. It's also if someone is coming up to you and being creepy, um, and it doesn't matter gender, I don't care, whatever. If somebody's coming yeah. up to you being creepy and you need somebody to pretend to be your significant other or you know your <laughs> you know uh, overprotective mom figure, whatever. If you you know, yeah. I don't care if you need somebody to creep somebody the heck out and make them go away <laughs> Chuck's you your man Chuck yep. is your man I will do that I I will I oh man oh, yeah, I've been sure. I've been taking lessons I can creep somebody out no problem I'd yeah. be like oh no you don't want her number people <laughs> with her number end up like with, on uh, lists for you know organ donation and stuff like that you don't yeah. want that I, uh, I, so. pity the, I pity the fool that tries to do this to Carter because she she's got Wolverine power. She will tear them to pieces <laughs> for real. Didn't she's you so say strong. Somebody did that in when she was in Iceland. Oh yeah, Russian uh, Russian dude. Uh, I guess he was just drunk oh. and was being belligerent. He wasn't yeah. like being creepy, but 
I uh, can't remember how that turned out, though. But I was like, I, part of me wants to see one of those go to fruition because I'm not kidding about her strength. She's got bear strength. She's just really strong. And when she's like in a corner or needs to, you know, if the defense mechanisms kick in, I would not yeah. want to be in that path. She's scary as hell when she's mad. Anyway. Yeah. And she's such very, a sweet kid. Cool. She's just a nice, kind little, you know, normal kid until you put her in a bad situation. And then I... I, I pray for you because you're all going to die at her hands. She's rough. Yeah. Man. Anyway. Well, that's kind of like that story I was telling before about the guy, Jeremy, that we always took out with us when we were in France. You know, like he was like six foot five. That's why, mm-hmm. you know, we, we took him out with us because nobody would mess with us because mm. he was huge. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's so, weird. Same, it's same, weird. Same. It's weird what but. size does, even though some of us feel like total you know, I, I don't feel like a big, tough guy at all. No, people no, see me. They don't know me. They, they think, oh, exactly. that guy's 6'4". Who's scary? Like, boy, I can intimidate like the best of them. But yep. if, if push came to shove, I'd be swinging my arms like the, the, the blades of a uh, roto, uh, rototiller. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Hoping to yeah. make contact yeah. with whoever. <laughs> Plus, I can I can resting bitch face people off. I can, they, They'll be sitting oh, there, yeah. and if they just look yeah. at me, and all I'm doing is relaxing and chilling. They'll think I'm pissed. I'm going to kill them. So it's good. Exactly. It's all good. Yeah, you'd be surprised how how effective just a blank stare is sometimes. Oh yeah. Like mm-hmm. in and just completely creeping someone out and yeah. just saying something completely innocent, but making it sound creepy. Yeah, and do it like, low. Got, you got to get down in this register yeah, here. Very monotone. Excuse like, me. It, what you know, are you doing here? And they're just like, oh shit. I can't find yeah, it. Embrace exactly. your inner Ben Stein. You know, just <laughs> give it that flat, you know, that flat delivery. My inner Ben yeah. Stein came out of me a long time ago. Uh, anyway. <laughs> well, so, Brian, to- I'm glad to hear that your back is feeling better also. Yeah, sure like, is. Uh, do you think that you might be able to to do a bike ride when you guys I'm, Listen, I'm going full speed ahead for the MS-150 this year. Uh, so... Uh, my plan is yes to rent a bike while uh, we're in Vegas and and uh, at least get a nice few hour half day ride in or something with Chuck and whoever else wants to go. Probably Very be cool. I think yeah. Monday morning is probably going to be the ideal time for that before everybody starts coming in. But um, that's the that's currently the plan. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I know Monkey Bananas yeah. is planning to join you guys as well. Cool. So if Very anybody cool. else is a is a cyclist wants to wants to get in on that, you know. Monkey then, Bananas uh, is welcome. He just can't bring his brother who will beat everybody in a race. <laughs> right? It's too late. It's happening. He's already he's already not only bringing his brother, but his brother is already registered for the for the competition. Yeah, so. but if you put him I'll in tell the you bike, what, if do you put not him in the... play a fighting game with that guy. No, he'll he, kill he'll destroy he, you. He, yeah, that's he, where he yeah. it's where he beat me, I think. I think that's the yeah. final game I played and he whooped me. Yeah, and that game was broke. His controller was broken, and he, sort of. He couldn't. <laughs> he couldn't go back or something. There was some weird thing wrong with his with his stick, and he still beat me, bastard. Yeah, yeah. Re- well, I have re- other and, uh... Vegas questions, but I'll oh, sure. I'll uh, email you. I can. I mean, I can ask him here. Uh, yeah, oh, we'll, well, save, we'll save him because yeah. we got to get to the book. Yeah, yeah uh, we got. Okay, we got to we got to get moving on. But, we got um, we got I'll, Wendy I'll, in like twelve or I'll, something. So I'll shoot you a, a message, Brian, and cool. ask these, some of these other. I questions, will ask. But... I will answer them, and if if some of them are great for like. Uh, spread the knowledge then we'll we'll also answer them on the show cool cool um so yeah and uh, one last note if you get a chance to ride in a car with kim and scott totally uh, take them <laughs> up on it because it's as entertaining as any episode of skim it's like it's exactly it really yeah, if you guys think yeah. you guys think we're there's some kind of some kind of weird fakery on the show going on 
Just nope. spend some time in our car. It's worse than you think. It's worse than you think. I'm telling you. It's, it's totally, it's, yeah, it's, it's like an episode of that. And you know, Chuck and I were just cracking up because I was like, they're like us. But, sh- you know. <laughs> we should have recorded that. They're, they're big dorks. And, yeah. you know, so the big dork, the, the dork, the dork happens, Mike on or not. That's how it works around here. Yeah. Uh, right. All right. Let's get all to right. your uh, so, book. And I'm sorry about my dog barking in the background. Yeah. So hold on a second. Chuck! Mark moment. I love it. It's good. And you come get your dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's his dog when she's barking. I see. Mm. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Uh, well, that one is his dog. That one's Beauregard. Violet, the the little the little dark one, is mine. But oh. anyway, yeah. so yeah, you go ahead, roll the clip. It doesn't need any introduction. All right, here we go. Here's the clip. I'm a modern man, a man for the millennium, digital and smoke-free. A diversified, multicultural, postmodern deconstructionist, politically, anatomically, and ecologically incorrect. I've been uplinked and downloaded, I've been inputted and outsourced. I know the upside of downsizing, I know the downside of upgrading. I'm a high-tech lowlife, a cutting-edge, state-of-the-art, bi-coastal multitasker, and I can give you a gigabyte in a nanosecond. I'm new wave, but I'm old school, and my inner child is outward bound. I'm a hot-wired, heat-seeking, warm-hearted, cool customer, voice-activated and biodegradable. I interface with my database, my databases in cyberspace, so I'm interactive, I'm hyperactive, and from time to time, I'm radioactive. Behind the eight ball, ahead of the curve, riding the wave, dodging the bullet, pushing the envelope. I'm on point, on task on message and off drugs. I got no need for coke and speed. I got no urge to binge and purge. I'm in the moment, on the edge, over the top, but under the radar. A high-concept, low-profile, medium-range ballistic missionary. A streetwise smart bomb. A top-gun bottom feeder. I wear power ties. I tell power lies. I take power naps. I run victory laps. I'm a totally ongoing, Bigfoot slam-dunk rainmaker with a proactive outreach. A raging workaholic. A working rageaholic. Out of rehab and in denial. You know what? He would have been the most amazing rap artist of all time. Right? <laughs> he really would. He would. He'd be able to beat uh, Eminem in that "Mom Spaghetti Lose Yourself" uh, rap at yeah. the beginning of Eight Mile. Yeah. I would have he, paid to see that. Yeah, he yeah. would win all rap battles. He would have been, you know, he would have been Lord of the of the form. But instead, we got him in this form. Uh, so that's obviously George Carlin. What is the what's the book this week? It is indeed George Carlin. The book is called. When will Jesus bring the pork chops? Um, this was this was released in 2004, and I, you know, you can you can read it as a book if you so choose. But I obviously, for very obvious reasons, recommend yeah. getting the audiobook because it, there's nothing like hearing George do it himself. And for I mean sure. that that little that little spiel there. That's like a third of that. I had to cut it off because I was like, okay, this clip is going to be too long. (laughs) You know, so I had to find a place where uh, good luck finding a place where George Carlin takes a breath. Right. Right. You know, it's hard to (laughs) do. I zoomed way in so that I could see all the little blips in there when I could find a place where I wasn't catching a bit of the next word. It was, yeah. He's uh he is he's he's amazing and and he can he can apparently do that for like five minutes or so. Oh yeah, um, he, he can go but, and go and go. That guy, I don't know if there's ever been anybody like him. He's no. just hearing that again yeah. is a great reminder. I watched that documentary recently, which was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Can't recommend it enough. And it's uh, I, I one of a kind stuff. Like nobody else is like that. What like him or hate yeah. him, it, 
the talent of just like his oration ability, his ability to just get mm-hmm. huge ideas out quickly and, and in a funny way, but also make you think it's just, amazing. You know, it's yeah. so, it's so great. Not, you know, not anarchistic, but also not uh sheep, you know, following the herd. It's just like his own path that just is like so knowledgeable and makes so much sense. Yeah. Oh, uh, absolutely. And he's, he's what I would call a wordsmith. Yeah. Um, you know, for, for sure. Like he, he plays with words in, you know, a way that is super pleasing to your ear, but also it makes you, makes you think and, but he does it so quickly and he speaks so quickly <laughs> that you have to kind of catch up. Like mm-hmm. by the time you're like, Oh yeah. Then he's gone. He's said six he's other things. Thing. Yeah. yeah. And you watch so, any of his yeah. concerts, like any of his live concerts. Here's what's oh, crazy about yeah. that guy. He has, mm-hmm. doesn't have any crutch words. Never uses ums or uhs or anything like that. He never stumbles over a word and has to re-say it. Like the rest of humanity, he doesn't do that. And he'll go that two and a half hours on stage and never once make one of those foibles. And then he'll also rattle off stuff that he must have burned into his brain because there's no other way to remember it and be able to do it that that you know precisely. Even in his yeah. older age, right before he died... He's looking, you know, crispy and ready to go up there. And he still just could pound that stuff out in a way that I just don't. I mean, it's almost like like I can't think of another person who has that power. It's it's insane what he was able to do. <laughs> oh, for real. I, I absolutely I absolutely agree. He was absolutely one of a kind. Uh, just yeah. And I would love to have been able to hear his take on. And what's going on now? Although you listen to some of his older stuff and oddly it still applies. It's like what the more things change, the more they stay the same. No, it's like, I think he had a handle on the primordial version of what sucks in life Mm -hmm. and you can apply it to almost anything. So something today is going on either politically or socially or whatever it is. Um, it's you can go back and find some Carlin bit that addresses it, and he may have done it in like '72, but somehow it feels like he did it in 2022. It's crazy. Oh yeah, it's crazy. I for real. Like he yeah. did a he did a bit in this in this book. There is a section where he talks about the Ten Commandments, and he he edits the Ten Commandments. <laughs> And it's fantastic. I don't want to spoil it because it's it's great and, and yeah. it's hilarious. But you're like, you know, you're right. And he starts it off with, okay, the first three commandments are just complete bullshit. Just throw them away. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, yeah, it, yeah I, I 100% recommend. This was, I got in kind of a mood for this because I was in kind of a bad mood last week. And so I was like, all right, I'm in pull out some Carlin this week. <laughs> I, and it's funny. Somebody said, uh, I think it was um, uh, Icor or somebody in the chat wrote a, a title that was like the, the seven audiobooks we can't play on TMS <laughs> with Amy. <laughs> and that's really funny because I sent Scott two clips yep. and one of them was a little bit dirty and I was, I was like okay let me give you this other one just in case yep. and yeah. yeah it turns out it was too dirty even though I bleeped out a bunch <laughs> of stuff it was still too dirty yeah, so, we, and yeah. for the record the don't main, worry Claire I'll send it to you yeah you'll get it Claire <laughs> but the main reason we went with the one we did is I just feel like the clip you sent or this clip we played is so indicative of his um yeah. his thing 
that yeah. it just oh, worked really real. well. Did we talk about what the name of the book is? I don't even know if we did. Yes. Yeah. The name of the book is When Will Jesus Bring Oh, the right. Out? When Will Jesus That's Bring right. the Cork Cover's out? got him doing the Last Supper with his uh, knife and fork out. That's uh, right. Among all the apostles. That's right. Uh, yeah, this here's, here's what I would consider to be the... A potentially only good use of an AI chatbot is giving us an accurate George Carlin perspective on the world today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They'd have to really be good at it, but can you imagine if you could just put in a Artist prompt that, and say, what would Carlin yeah. say about this? And then get and have that thing poop it out in the way he would have said, I mean, it's all, that's all weird. And, and I'm not sure I like that future, but it's still, it'd be really interesting to, I kind of yeah. want it. I kind of want to see. So I heard a thing on NPR this morning where they were asking it all about, uh, you know, flying a rocket and could it fly a rocket? Could like the chat GPT fly a rocket? Oh God. And, it was, and they they were asking an actual rocket scientist to review the output from it, and uh, you know, I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of interesting. I didn't get to listen to the whole thing because I was just in my car, but uh, and I got where I was going before the piece was over. Yeah. But I'm you know what a rocket it. is like? It's like a giant missile that uh, <laughs> that the robots can point at humanity. Yeah. No, I say yeah. no. Yeah. That's right. a good point. Um, well, I just tried some to... interesting points on there, though, that it was like, um, you know, we've kind of been autopiloting a lot of stuff like that for a while now. You yeah. know, like the space program's been doing that since the Apollo missions. So yeah, we've kind true. of been letting the computer steer for a while. Kind of, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, anyway, George Carlin. Yeah. I tried to get into chat GPT just now to see if we could do, like, describe sure. um, the Korean War from the perspective of... Uh, George Carlin, just see what it would say. But yeah. it's at capacity once again, and I can't freaking do it. So oh, get out of All there. Right. There's people right now at work or at school going, uh, write my freaking paper for this week. <laughs> exactly. List the 10 ways that uh, capitalism is better than communism. Yeah, and then, they, then yeah. they go drink all weekend while their teacher gives them an A. Yeah. Terrible future yeah. we're heading toward. Nobody's horrible. Nobody's oh. good at anything anymore. Anyway, uh, well, this is fantastic. Go check it out. Available on Amazon, I see, both in written and obviously audio form. And uh, it's on, among other books of his, right? He's got other stuff, I believe. Oh, yes. Yeah. He has other books as well. Uh, so uh, I think Napalm and Silly Putty was the, the one he wrote right before that. So, yeah, but he has he has several books that he wrote. And he reads them all for an uh, uh, audiobook. So... Yeah, I would I would totally recommend going and checking all of them out because they're fantastic. Very, cool. very cool. Uh, Amy, yeah. thanks for bringing this as always. Uh, this will be up on quicktms.ly for those looking for all the stuff we cover on our segments during the week, including Amy's segment. So if you forgot the name of the book or otherwise wanted to see what we talked about, you can find it there. Amy, have a great week. I can't wait to talk to you one more time next week and then another time after that and then many times <laughs> after that. I'll be here. Bye now. All right. <laughs> we're, uh, we're, oh, let me in. Hold on a second. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Um, how would George Carlin describe? Ooh, you found some. Okay. You got in. Uh, what do we, I'll say, I'll do it. The Korean war. Uh, whoops. Korean war. Okay. Let's see what it says. Uh, it's thinking as an AI language model, I don't have personal opinions or emotions, but based on George Carlin's style of comedy, he may have described the Korean War uh, in a sarcastic and critical manner. Well, that's not what I'm looking for. <laughs>
Uh, wow. Slash sarcasm slash and sarcasm. Yeah, nice. hum- humorous yeah. observations about the events and circumstances surrounding the conflict. All right, yes. chat GBT, go back to bed. It's fine. Jokey, jokey, jokey reference. Jokey, jokey reference. Yep. F word. Uh, all right, that's it. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we'll spend some time with my sister Wendy. She's back this week, back from Chicago from her fantastic trip Yay! there. And uh, we have a, I think, a really great. Uh, email to share with her so that'll come up here in a minute but before that we need to have a break and we need to have a song so brian you can probably give us those two things what do you got i have a break i have a song let's break with this song uh here's one that actually came to us from a listener who where uh somehow is uh affiliated with the band Uh, a guy named andrew wrote in and said hey hope you guys are doing well i'd love to recommend an indie band for you to play on tms selfish bodies hideous Mm. selfish bodies being the band hideous being the song they are a wicked female fronted rock band from Edmonton, Canada. Uh, he is affiliated with the band and did get their permission. Uh, so that is the requirement. If you have an indie in the middle that you want to recommend, that's the only requirement I have is that you uh, just ask the band if it's cool to play them on the show. And if we get a yes, then that is all the permission that I need. I just need it uh, written. Sure. Uh, here is their song, Hideous. This is really, really good. And I'm kind of glad that you didn't play this yesterday because I want to be here to hear it. So here is the song Hideous by the band from Edmonton, Canada, Selfish Bodies. Oh, mother, mother says to keep your friends closer, closer than your enemies. Forget about the old say. Selfish, you're a little bit rude. I'm a loser. You're so, so cool. I'm serious. You're so, so cool. I'm hideous. You're hideous too. I'm selfish. You're a little bit rude. I'm a loser. You're so, so cool. I'm serious. You're so, so cool. I So, so cool, I'm 
style, space, functionality. The 2023 Chevrolet Traverse is a great option for people with disabilities. It was designed with purposeful solutions that help make driving more accessible, so you can get through the day comfortably and efficiently no matter where you need to go. Chevy Accessibility, engineered to go forward. Learn more at chevy.com slash accessibility. Well, what will people think? Don't worry, John. The history books will clean it up. Well, it doesn't matter. I'll not appear in the history books anyway. Only you. Franklin did this, and Franklin did that, and Franklin did some other damn thing. I am Torgo. I take care of the place while the master is away. The Morning Stream. I'm alive. I live to safeguard the continuity of the greatest society to serve Liberia, baby. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the show. Hey, tell us who that was again so I can go find it later. Boy, if I could, I could. Yeah. That is a song called Hideous by the band Selfish Bodies. Big thanks again to Andrew for sending that to us and getting permission for us to play it on the show. Yeah, and I don't know why this uh, this wasn't supposed to play right here. This was supposed to play. But for some reason, oh, yeah, something right. in my soundboard's effed, and i got to figure out why. Did, uh, but see, it still was enough to trigger the tadpole. That's all it took. That's the tadpole took. just went crazy still. Maybe I did it on purpose, chat. Oh, maybe, maybe it felt like the show oh. started twice today. I don't know. Hmm. Oh. Oh. I don't know. All right. Uh, we are going to add Wendy to it and see what she's got going on. Okay. Uh, All right. She's got thoughts. She's got feelings. You know, she's yeah. a human being well, with ideas. Both of which are very important, yeah. I believe. She has expertise yeah. in this area. So let's play this. Everyone knows it's it is my sister Wendy, fresh back from a trip to Chicago. How'd it go there, by the way? How was Chicago? Great. Yeah. Great. It's such a cool town. It is a cool town. I mean, yeah. really cold, yeah. very yeah. windy. Holy cow. But that's the only bad part. Well, it is the. Uh, <laughs> it's the called that great. place the Windy City. Yeah, they should call it the Windy City. When I they call it, they call it the one I mean, that. It's the, not kidding. Why, when they call it the broad shoulders thing, what's that? What does that refer to? Your broad shoulders yeah. that just support supports all of you. Like okay. we got yeah. broad shoulders, it's we can support gone. all of you. Or even if the even, right. even when it's windy, we'll support you with windy. Well, yeah, it was incredibly like you know I don't know what other towns have nicknames that are sometimes true. I think it's a hundred percent true there. Yeah, <laughs> all the yeah. time. Brotherly love. Eh, sometimes it depends. Eh. On what part depends. Of you're in. Yeah. Let's see what happens when they lose or win the Super Bowl. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Denver, the Mile High City. Yeah, in one spot. Yeah, yeah it one is. Place. It's Mile yeah, High. They sure. never change it. Okay. okay. We're, Fair. What about us? Fair we're the we're the Beehive State, uh, which I, I always hated growing up. I can't stand that yeah. term, but it's because we're supposed to be busy as bees. You know, busy yeah. little bees. Little bees Do you running think that's around. That's happening. You're busy. I, I'm busy. So I guess I, I guess I am the imbo- living embodiment of the state's motto. I don't know. You are. Good job. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, no, Chicago's <clears throat> great. Uh, I, I lived a lifetime dream. Just thought I'd share it. I got to see Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me live. Oh, cool. <laughs> awesome. That's right. I've only listened the ghost 25 of years. Yeah, have you ever, have you ever <laughs> yeah. seen uh, Peter Sagal in person before? 
No, but his face and voice do not match. Not at all. Do not match. Oh, not really? at all. Yeah, it threw, it threw me. It I saw him in an interview bizarre. and I went, that is not Peter Sagal. Who the frick is that? That's not right. <laughs> at all. It is very bizarre. But I'll tell you, it was two and a half hours. And when you guys listen on the radio, it's only an hour. So I'm telling you, the funniest parts no one ever gets to hear. Yeah. Like, sure, that's true. So yeah. funny. Yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> That's cool. Great. So uh, who were the guest celebrity types uh, that were there? It was Br- uh, Brian Babylon was mm-hmm. the one. You know, they have three comedians. Yeah. Nagin Farsad, who is so funny. Yeah. And uh, Maz Jobrani, who always does an accent that is so bad. And he did Australian. And I was so happy that I got to hear it in person. I swear the only time great. I the only time I ever hear it, it's what's her name? Paula Poundstone's always there. I feel like. Oh, yeah. And she's fine. That would have been the dream. Nothing wrong with her, but, uh, you Just know. Just because she's like such a fixture, it'd be fun to actually have seen her. Um, and then uh, the caller, you know, like the famous person was Natasha Leone. Who's in, oh, oh, yeah. She's poker in her face. Poker face, yeah. yeah. Nichols. I like her. I was talking to she Kim yesterday. She was really oh. funny. That woman. Did she uh, say cockroach at any point? Cockroach. I don't feel like you get uh, true Natasha Leone unless she says the words cockroach. Cockroach, yeah. It needs to happen. Cockroach. That's... What's amazing is her voice is like. Yeah. Is she an 85 year old smoker? No, that's exactly what we were talking about. Kim and I were just having this discussion. She is, she is 25 and 85 at the exact same time. That woman. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And she tells a story about getting caught. Um, she would sell pot in her Upper East Side high school <laughs> and she would take the first hit and then get in an elevator and be confused why she got caught because, of course, it smelled so bad. <laughs> so, I mean, I think I think she's done something to her throat. I can't imagine that's natural, but it's, yeah. she is. But that really seems funny. that seems to fit like that. You telling me that story does not surprise me at all. And. And yeah. it it makes me think her first season of uh, Orange is the New Black was her actually serving time for pot distribution. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'd be yeah, great. She's yeah, great. She yeah. is great. The funnest part was like later we listened to it with the kids when we got home. We listened. We, we were home by Saturday. So we listened to it and we were just like, oh, like the funny things on the back end. It was so much fun. But then also realizing like, you know, they cut out all the inappropriate, hilarious stuff. Mm-hmm. But then... The other part was like this caller from St. Paul, bless him, uh, here in my neighborhood was uh, just did not understand what he was trying to say. And she kept repeating the wrong word. I mean, it took like (laughs) 20 minutes of laughing. But in the show, they just like edit it it so it sounds normal. And I'm like, oh, the magic of radio. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was very fun. It'd be cool if they geeking out about it. It'd be cool if they put that stuff out someplace, the extra stuff, you know, maybe they do. Yes. Maybe they do. I don't yeah. know, but not two and a half hours worth. It was long. Yeah, that is long. Well, that's great. What a but cool uh, bucket list item you can now check off. Yeah, and uh, you'll fun. never have to see Peter Sagal's face again. Uh, ever again, because it still doesn't look right. Nope. Yeah. Looks wrong. <clears throat> People say that to us all the time. No, they'll see Brian and I for the first time. They're like, uh-huh. you don't look like you sound. Yeah, that's not, you're not Brian. Yeah, I guess you guys have the face for radio. We sure do. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, it's good to have you back. We're going to do an email here. Uh, as you know, Wendy's a real therapist, helps people all the time with real problems, comes on Thursdays and helps you with yours. And um, we got one today that is probably going to be relatable to a, a certain segment of our listeners, certainly is to me. And uh, I'll just read it. It's an anonymous uh, submitter who says, I'm a very casual gamer and a father of four boys. I love sharing my favorite video games with them, but I have one kid out of the four that can't handle it. He is unable to moderate his time. He rage quits. He gets upset when Fortnite doesn't go his way. 
All of my other boys are relaxed and understand games should be fun. <clears throat> it is, uh, is it fair to ban games for my one kid or should all my kids be banned as well? How would you handle this situation? P.S. The problem kid is 10 if y'all wanted to know. Boy, I, 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 I'll tell you where I'm where I get hung up. Him at the end saying the problem kid is 10. (laughs) Now, I know what he means. I know what he means. He's saying like the kid in question. uh, Are you just using that term with us or? (laughs) Yeah, like it's just if to me, that just is a a little bit of a red flag, but maybe I'm wrong. But anyway, Wendy, uh, you've had. Okay, real quick. Did did he mention birth order? Uh, No, Uh, no, he does not say Uh, just says one kid out of the four is uh, a rage quitter and he's 10. All right. So yeah, if you're listening, before, send yeah. us birth order, please. I'd like to know which position in the family this kid is. No, wait, before okay. before you go uh, on, why does that matter? matter? So, I mean, I think I know why. Well, but tell, I'll tell you if yeah. he responds. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and then I'll tell you otherwise. But I have another yeah. analogy. I realized uh, one of my superpowers, which is really kryptonite, but it's a superpower. You know, it's, it fluctuates between which it is, yeah. is bad analogies. Like I have so many. They just come out of my mouth. If when any you say of you bad analogies, me, do you, you, do you mean... Uh, yeah, boy, I don't know if uh, there's anybody else in your family who also <laughs> suffers from that exact problem. Yeah. Uh, let me think. Oh, I like okay. that you call it a superpower, though. I'm going to start uh, saying that mine well, is Well, I'll superpower. tell you why it's a superpower. Because sometimes, as I'm doing it with a client, it like just makes everything make more sense. That's the point of the analogy, right? right like right. You use it to make something clear. Sometimes they're awesome. Like the other one, they, I had a really terrible one which was about constipation and the person's like what i'm like i know you keep everything in and then there's problems and things come out sideways anyway and they're just like gross but but it got the point across anyway so i have a problem with analogies but this one (laughs) i think is great and i actually stole it from a listener so he may be listening um and it's really helpful and i think it applies here i think Okay. okay so you Ray, you're, you grew up in a family, and that family is a department store. And at that department store, you you get socks. You have a you probably got them at Christmas, and you're still bitter about it. But you got socks from that family of origin, right? Yeah, right. And you go and you partner someone with someone in life, and this person you are just perpetually trying to give those socks back to like, here, can you just take the socks back? But it turns out the person is a hardware store. So they don't take socks. Yeah. They can't take socks. There's no mechanism where that would ever work or make sense. So in other words, you, you got socks at Walmart and you're trying to return them at a grocery store and they're like, sir, we can't, we didn't, you didn't buy those here and we don't sell socks. socks. Yeah, exactly. And that is a hundred percent of marriages. (laughs) Okay. So very commonly, right? Like, and it can be from a large issue to down to really small ones of what I learned, how I was traumatizing. We talked about foo, family of origin issues. That's yeah. kind of what I'm getting at. The socks or the foo, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have this um, stuff that happened there, whatever it may be. Sometimes it's just what's, what you're used to are the socks, right? And then you're, you know, you partner up with someone who has a whole nother set of socks. They're trying to return to your hardware store. It just doesn't work great. Now, the fun part about here's where I break the internet with my analogy uh, is that when you become a parent, there is a whole new pressure put on this sock exchange business, mm-hmm. which is <laughs> little mini use and little mini the other person's. 
and to uh, walk around outside of you and trigger some stuff, right? They may trigger the sock thing. So maybe it's the kid who rage quits. Let's just use the words um, from the email, right? The kid who rage quits is either reminding you of your partner socks that you can't fix or is reminding you of how you got those socks in your family originally. And when it's pretty deep like that, it's usually not really obvious, obvious, like, Ooh, that's me. Um, unless you're you know, more aware, you can just have some really interesting internal reactions to that. Right. right. So automatically the quote problem child um, is doing certain behaviors that I promise is eliciting the stock hardware uh, analogy. Okay. Did that make any sense? Yeah, it does. No, I get it. I okay. like this idea that every marriage is that. Um, I'm trying to think of how that is true. with Kim and I. It is. <laughs> you know what? It is true. It is. It's totally true. Like I can't return. True. I can't return socks to Kim. You know, nope. I don't mean literally, although actually it's kind of literally true. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, <laughs> She's literally not going to take any socks from me, but um, no, she really won't. Yeah. No, I get it. So, so, okay. But in, in terms of this situation, you've got the one kid who just is, you know, having trouble containing his anger or his competitiveness or whatever compared to the other boys. Um, mm-hmm. This reminds me of... My kids, Carter's very competitive in video games. Like if she's losing, she gets really, you know, whipped up into a frenzy about it. Yeah. Nick could not be bothered. He's great at games and he usually is winning. Maybe that's why she's all fired up. But, <laughs> but he, he's yeah. just chill about it and kind of can laugh it off and it's no big deal. Um, their older sister, Taylor's a little bit of a mix of both. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I, I guess the analogy is starting to work for me because I can't apply the same or sock return to Nick and Carter at the same time. Just because Carter's the one having competitive issues, I have to treat her socks separately, right? Is that kind of yep. the bottom line? Is yeah. that there is no blanket plan for this? They're, they don't all come out just because they all came out of the same nope. flesh sh- shoot doesn't mean they're all the same personality. <laughs> Sorry for the vagina reference, but you know what I'm saying. The flesh shoot. That's an analogy that's gone a little yeah. awry. Yes. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Uh, my family puts it this way. Oh, mom just has to make it worse or grosser or just one sentence too long. Yeah. Uh, that's my analogy from. Yeah. yeah. No, you're, you're right. I think, uh, and, and what I'm getting at really with the understanding the, the sock and hardware store analogy is just this idea that you're getting a particular response. You are having a particular response to a particular child's response. And when three out of the four prefer crest, you're going to think crest is the best way to do it. Now, what if it was three out of the four kids rage quit and freaked out all the time? Mm-hmm. Would this be a different email? Mm-hmm. Probably. Sure. Right. Yeah. Be very different. Have to be, yeah. yeah. And one makes life easy. Oh, they're fine. And then the other response makes requires some parenting. Yeah. requires some interaction yeah. or at least you feel like it requires some. Yeah. Right. Okay. Sure. So I would do a couple of things. I'd have a little checklist. Number one, it would be, look like, huh, what is this about for me? Like, why does this bug me so much? Mm. Cause you know what? No parent in the world wants to harm their kid or think something's bad for them. And then when a kid shows particular behaviors, 
it does get you thinking, maybe this is not good for them. Right. Yeah. yeah. And maybe, maybe there's something I need to do here, et cetera. So it, it engages you in that need to whatever, but check yourself just first. That should be number one. Okay. What is this about? What does this remind me of? Mm. So maybe someone at the department store would get really angry. Maybe you don't like how you feel when you're really angry. Mm. Maybe you've had game fun and games ruined by one of your siblings and you're your other kid in this story, Mm. right? Like find your place in this dynamic and it can be anything. So, So here's how I'd suggest you do it. You are quiet. You sit down, you think about the scenario, you pull it up. And then you just watch what your brain shows you. It'll either literally show you or memories will pop up or a feeling or just something. And we're very good at going like, that was random. No, your brain is releasing something to, to give you a hint. Mm-hmm. So it could be a memory. It could be a con- some connection like, oh, I remember that cousin or that kid I used to play with who blah, blah, blah. And I hated that. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Now we know your part, right? So you start with that and rather than just assume the kid's got a problem. You start with what is my problem with what seems to be the problem, right? Mm-hmm. So you check, check yourself first. That's item number one. Number two, ask yourself, okay, what are you so worried is going to happen here? What is, what is the thing you're afraid of? Mm-hmm. Am I afraid this means my kid's going to be an abuser? Like, what are you afraid of? And, and to some or extent, it could be, or, yeah, 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 no one's going to like them. Because um, 90% of parenting is n- watching a kid knowing this is going to be hard for you out in the real world. Yeah, that's <laughs> almost always help it. You, sure. you know? yeah. yeah. So you can understand that. And so some, some piece of this is, you know, sort of checking with like, what is it you're afraid will happen? And what are you trying to, you know, what do you feel the need to do about it? Yeah. You need to shut it down. Do you need to whatever? And then third thing is just Google a developmental milestone chart and realize for a 10 year old with maybe some of his natural proclivities, this is how he's processing a big range of emotions. He's just feeling more, right? We really lack in family systems, the people who feel less and feel small because it means I can get somewhere on time. It means I can get my checklist done. I can go to my job and we can have a good time and no one ruins anything. That is, it's really motivating for the department store of your family to run smoothly is people don't have real big feelings. So you might want to ask yourself, what are big feelings? What do they mean in this, this house? What, is it, what does it mean in my wife's house? What does it mean in my house growing up? What did the big feelings, what happened to them? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Right. And often you'll find they got shut down or someone was made the scapegoat or that person's different or quote the problem child. Right. Mm -hmm. So developmentally normal for a kid to have feelings. And sometimes it's normal for a kid to have really big feelings. It's what what's abnormal is that nobody knows how to deal with it. (laughs) I mean, common. No one has. Well, it's funny because given the topic and 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 it's just kind of funny. I just thought of it Um, back when I guess he would have been around 10 or 11. Um, I had a, basically a game day with Abe, with your oldest. And he came out and came and hung out with us that day. So it was just me and him and Nick, um, uh, playing games, eating pizza, chilling, you know, just having like uncle nephew business. And it was great. And, uh, we played, 
uh, what was it? NBA Jam, a new NBA, the newest NBA Jam game that came out for the 360. It was like a more modern version of that game. And we were playing that game. And in the middle of this, it, it's a very competitive game, head to head basketball, two on two basketball game. And uh, about halfway through it, I start to notice that Abe is like kind of turning red and <laughs> breathing really hard and looking uh, like he's about ready to pop because he was getting beat by Nick. <laughs> Yeah. And, yeah. and, and Nick's over there just chilling, you know, doing what he does and whatever. And I remember thinking, oh shoot, this stimulation or this particular stimulus is probably a bad idea at the moment. And that brings me to this. I know enough about Abe to know that now he's pretty chill about this stuff. He's not, you know, overly competitive. He's not, you know, turning red and about to pop when he's playing a game with one of his friends or playing Fortnite or something. So is some of this age, he says he's around 10. Is it possible that this is just sort of like a a stage thing? And whether it's games or something else, it's just um, you know, it's not something to 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 flip out about. It's just a he he's ten, and this is kind of what some ten year olds do, and this will pass. Yeah, yeah, and and yet also, I mean, I don't know when's the last time you met a forty year old competitive person. They yeah. still exist. <laughs> no, that's true, and I shouldn't, you know, and I haven't seen Abe in a long it's time. It's not that so. it goes away; right. it's that they learn how to manage the feeling. Right. So I think the temptation is to is is to stop the stimulus that creates the big feeling, and then we can all just feel better, right? But actually, maybe if we thought of parenting a little differently, like it's to help them tolerate the big feeling know what to do with it, know how not to harm anyone else with those feelings, but they're perfectly safe to have, perfectly okay to have. Mm -hmm. So I'll tell you the end of Abe's story is not that he's not competitive anymore, is that he has really struggled with that, does not like how it makes him feel to get too competitive. And so he has just decided individual sports is the way he does that. Or he likes to compete with himself at the gym as opposed to getting on a team and losing a game. Like he's just moved his life to where he feels better about that. Mm. Um, I don't think I did the whole thing right. Um, he does have a lifetime ban um, from League of Legends. I'm not sure. It's <laughs> still in effect. Okay. <laughs> uh, right. Now, granted, when he moves out, he can break that ban because he'll have his own, make his own decisions. But at a certain age around, I want to say was 12, he started playing League of Legends with all his buddies, and it turned him to, I mean, a demon. Oh, so God. Okay. We no. got to a point, and whatever the design of that game is, and you guys would know, I have no idea, but the design of that game is like code to destroy my son's brain. It doesn't work for him. <laughs> so that's where, uh, on one hand, yeah, we're going to work on feeling your feelings and managing big feelings, and what do we do with this, and lots of safety to talk about that, and it's okay. But that was really detrimental to him. Yeah. So when we finally gave him a lifetime ban. Yeah. By the way, some uh, some point of correction, just so the chat understands, because I saw some people make an assumption. Wendy's saying that she banned him from League of Legends. Yeah, he did not, not get a Legends lifetime brand. ban from League of Legends. All right. Is that even they a thing? Have, have that oh, is a I'm thing. Sure. You can be banned oh, okay. for like toxic behavior and stuff oh, okay. like that. Okay. Sorry. Right. That, I'm I'm so unfamiliar with that world. But it's um, it's no, it's a parental lifetime ban. Uh. And what it happened in his response, we had lots of talks about it, is how much relief he felt because he just didn't know how to control that experience, right. that feeling, and it just turned him into a lying little wit. Yeah. And so, um, <laughs> so he's, and it's even now, he's, 
you know, 17 years old and he'll just laugh about League of Legends and just be like, you know, I don't even know what it'll be like when I can see it again. We're like, you're not allowed to see it again. He's like, uh-huh. Because <laughs> clearly he will at some point. Of course. But, but I think he just learned like, this isn't good for me. And I'm telling you right now, how many adults <laughs> listening to this right now think what they're doing every day is fine when it's maybe not actually good for them. So this is a normal part of life, mm. right? Mm -hmm. um, sometimes you know, and then other times you don't. Like I have a client, very suicidal at the moment. We're doing lots of things to make sure that, that, that she's okay. And the number one thing I had her do immediately was get off all social media. Yeah. And within a week, she's like, I cannot believe the difference in my brain. Mm. I mean, that alone was better than inpatient treatment. Because what it did for her particularly was stopped the the scrolling and stopped the comparing to everyone's life. And even though she didn't think that was happening at all. And it's because our brains are stupid and funny. Right? Anyway, and so you take this child. This is a great opportunity. First of all, that's why I want you to do all your own checking first. I have no problem with League of Legends. I had a problem. I, I had a, am I a good mom moment, right? Like, I got to help this kid, right? So... You can do that checking first, and then you can also say, is this just me not being cool about video games, or is this just me not having um, handling big emotions, or is this harming my kid? There is a real question there, and that's what makes parenting so hard. If it was just crack down or do whatever I felt like, I mean, there's a price to be paid for that kind of parenting. Mm -hmm. The harder parenting takes longer, which is checking your own garbage, um, you know, working as a team if you're partnered sure. and then what is best for this kid. And so sometimes it really is to have that boundary, like, all right, let's, let's take a break from this. Um, or is there some other way that we can enjoy games and you don't have to feel all those things if you don't want to, you know? So, so it's just a lot more talking and not so much what I think video game playing as a family is, which is relaxing and escapism and hey, we're just doing like it, it. It makes it something else. It's like if you're going to play card game with somebody you don't know real well, and suddenly they're screaming and flipping the board over. Mm. You're like, mm. yeah, we're not going to do that again. Yeah, <laughs> I had friends. I had <laughs> friends that, we had neighbors that did this with Catan, uh, Settlers of Catan, which is the yeah. most chill game you should never have to freak out playing Settlers of Catan. You just shouldn't. But this husband wife team. We're so hardcore on each other and mad and upset. And at one point, one of them got up and threw their pieces everywhere. And I remember turning to Kim and going, we're never doing this again. <laughs> we now, we now yeah. have a thing that we, we could never do with yeah. this group of people. Again. Yeah. And I was, in my 20, I was in yeah. my 20s where I, I gave a lot more craps about things like this. And I was just like, I'm never doing yeah. this again with these people. This is like yeah. never going to happen. Yeah. Today, I'm not sure we'd ever start the game. Cause I just have like an inkling that these are going to be those people, you know, but back then I was like, whatever, it's everybody will just try, but what a nightmare. Yeah. So, oh yeah. God. And that yeah. is probably what the emailer is also tuned into is nobody likes a sore loser, right? We, we have phrases in our lingo. Mm -hmm. Nobody likes a sore loser. Right. That's exactly what Abe is. <laughs> That's what this kid is. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. They feel yeah. it so deeply and then they make it, it comes out. Right. Yeah. So sometimes it, it may be just a question of having some some conversations with this kid, offering some skills, offering ways to think about it, offering a break. There has been many, many times I have 
ask parents, you know, they're like, what do I do? I'm like, stop the privilege that is happening Mm -hmm. and have a calm, like reorientation and then go back to it. Right. And what kids usually do is it's such a relief because they don't have the skills yet to handle the thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you give them some skills, you walk through it. You, you know, you ask him how it feels in his body. Like, what is going on for you? Not in the moment. Remember my rule. You don't have a conversation about sex in a bedroom. You do not have a conversation about how finances as the, you're paying bills. You have to have them at different times. <laughs> separate, separate from the moment. Separate, yes, for sure. Yeah. So, so take this kid to get some yummy fries and ice cream or whatever you want to do and just say, Hey, let's talk about how it feels when you're playing video games. Have you ever had anybody do that though? Like, have you ever had a client go, yeah, we, we taught our kid about the birds and the bees. Uh, and the way we did it was we had them in the room while we were doing it. Uh, we made sure. <laughs> that, do you think that's ever happened? Do you think everyone thought that was a good idea? No. Yes. And no, don't know. Don't no. ever do it. No. Yeah. Not yeah. I'm talking about between yeah. two adults, okay. right? Like you're having you're having a conversation, like oh, we don't do it enough, but don't do it like while you're laying in bed together. Yeah, exactly. don't do that. Oh my gosh, can you imagine? I would lose yeah. my. Sh- yes, no, 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 no. And and the the thing about the parenting thing too, and everybody knows this, and that's why birth order is interesting, um, is because you know my kid who's terrible at competitive anything because he once is mad made the other kids around him not want to participate with him Mm. right and they start developing their own socks in the department store because of siblings i think we haven't talked much about sibling how siblings can damage one another um but i think that's every parent's fear too i mean i remember mom and dad saying like well i sure hope you know tara who was really hard for them didn't you know i still mom will say i still feel bad (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, so I mean, there's probably a worry from this guy that uh, the, yeah. the the kid that has a hard time with competitive play will quote unquote infect. You know, some of that will rub off on the other ones, especially if if they play a game against each other, as opposed to all playing Fortnite individually. But if they play a um, right a game against each other of something, and and uh, angry kid. I just don't want to call him problem kid, but the angry kid's yeah. not a whole lot better. Yeah. But you know, he gets uh, becomes a sore loser about it. That could rub off on the the other one, or a sore winner might even be worse, right? Oh, yeah, sore rubbing winning, the yeah. other one's face could turn the other ones into sore losers. Yeah, good point. Yeah, and so you're you're maybe acting out of that concern, which then means it's harder to be a little more clear eyed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, into helping this kid get what he needs, you just want him to stop harming your other kids or causing distress in the family or more stress. Right. So, and and I can say this because I have four children, you're neglecting one of them at all times, at least. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And one is, one is screaming for more attention than the others for reasons or, you know, and so this is not easy. Um, and it feels like one more thing to do when we're just trying to have fun. Um, but sorry, you signed up for it when you kept having babies. Um, and it's it's tricky. It's really tricky. And I, I do really empath- empathize. But I do think if you can give a little more individual attention, and I'm going to give you a little secret to to do this that I think is really powerful. It works wonders with adults and really well with kids. If you can get yourself in the right mindset to do it. And that is to help, like Brian, you were saying, angry kids know better. So the problem kid or the angry kid, as if it's, a whole person. Right. It's not right. right? Exactly. And that's why yes. you hesitate. 
because mm-hmm. that's not what you mean. No, but I just wanted to some use... way of identifying the kid in, in just right. a few words so I could. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So point. without labeling anybody, you, what you can do is help them not label themselves, right? Because I, I think that happens naturally, especially with lots of kids, is you kind of have, you're the helpful one, and you're the mm-hmm. stupid one, and you're the <laughs> angry one, or, you know, whatever. Um, it's shortcut, I guess, for managing a crew. But, you know, is to talk this way. So, for example, you, you take the kid to dinner by himself. Okay. Start there. And you say, you know, let's chat about something. So it seems like sometimes a part of you, a part of you gets really angry when you're playing video games. Sure. So not you get really angry. A part of you is really angry. Mm -hmm. And then let's talk about that part of you. So what's it like, right? What do you you experience when that's happening? Just walk me through it. And then He's going to talk about what it's like. But yeah, you'd be, you'd be surprised. The ten-year-old, will, the ten-year-old's smart enough and been around long enough. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to educate you on how that feels if you don't know exactly. They really will exactly. Yeah. But if you are telling them they are angry, or you're, you know, and this is really a subtle language difference of just saying you get really angry to a part of you seems really angry. Yeah. And so what you're doing is just giving them a little space. The other parts of them, the part that knows and feels really bad that that happens is allowed to be there, right? Yeah. And so there's lots of, and we all talk this way, right? Like, oh, a part of me wants to do this or a part of me just wishes I could blah, blah, blah. You know, it's not a hundred percent. It's just a part of you. And so anger is a really important part of us. It's a protector. It is power. It gets a lot of people to behave differently. Notice it gets you a dinner in this case, right? Yeah. Like it is powerful. <laughs> yeah. And so you're, you're basically helping your kid talk through what, when this part's sort of running the show, what it's like, but that part isn't always running the show. And so the more they can just sort of have a little space or separate, the easier it will be the next time they're playing is, okay, it sounds, seems like a part of you is getting really angry again you know, take a breath, you know, whatever kinds of coachings or help you want to give them and skills around sort of managing um, when that part takes over, you're going to also show them it's not their, the, their whole self. Yeah. They are not bad. Anger is not bad. What happens is if we do this very quickly, we just go like, shut it down and don't act. Mm-hmm. And we use our anger to stop their anger. Right. And I'm speaking from experience. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to say, this is a direct thing you, you dealt with. I forgot about the League yeah. of Legends thing. Oh, I'm not I, done. Yeah, you're not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> but like, and here's isn't the best it? It's part, so, is yeah. I know exactly how I'm screwing my kids up. Yeah. You guys just get to sort of think about it every <laughs> once in a while. I know exactly yeah. when I'm doing it. <laughs> but isn't it isn't it funny how like um, I know this is probably true of every family dynamic with multiple kids, but you think because genetically you're bringing in, you know, you're bringing together the same genetics and somehow the kids are all going to come out identical and behave the same. And I'm sure that's true of some families. I mean, I know some people where all the kids seem like clones of each other, but it's mostly not true. And they're all so different. Like Elliot and, and uh, you know, uh, Abe could not be more different. Those two kids oh or, gosh, or Peter so for different. that matter. Peter's like a whole other stratosphere of different from those other kids. Same with my kids. They're uh. all so diverse and different. And there's just no one size fits all. It might be one size fits all for certain activities. You know, they're all, maybe they're all fine with video games and don't get overly competitive. But boy, with four of them, you're really not, you're, the odds are against you for that. 
And so none of this should be a surprise or I don't know. It's a chance for you to really get into it with him and understand where he's coming from and come out on the other side with just a better relationship with that kid, you know? Yeah. I had to do no. this. No. I mean, if this is the second kid or third kid or fourth kid, you have a some idea that there's different stages. But like if it's your oldest, that can be particularly hard because you don't know everyone grows out of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Or it morphs or changes. I thought Abe would be, you know, a, a fiery hot ball of fight every second of his life. And he really has learned some different skills and can handle things very differently. In fact, sometimes someone's, he's, they said, what are you interested in doing? He's like, I think I might be a lawyer. And someone's like, how? You don't take anything seriously. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> you have tricked them. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, you do take things seriously. But he's really worked to to relax that part of him that, finds winning a game is the most important thing in that moment. He's figured figured that out. There's plenty of adults who have not figured that out, right? Yeah. And so you're you're expecting a 10-year-old to do something that who's the dude terrible coach that throws chairs and oh, abusive. Uh, my, a Bobby, night something night Bobby Knight. Bobby Knight, that's Bobby what Knight. I was thinking. Of. Yeah. Um I'm. I don't know. Well, I've you never think it was Bill Belichick, but he just throws deflated footballs. <laughs> that's oh. right. That's right. He just throws yeah. the game. So, yeah. so there is just you know lots of evidence that this is a lifelong journey, and you know, sort of having building a foundation. I, I always tell people, listen, it's hard to hear because it's so exhausting. But, but parenting is a long game. Yeah. A long, long game. Yeah. And you are creating the relationship with your 10 year old now around this topic um, that is going to last for a long time. And you can always change it and do something differently, but you have a great opportunity to start to build some building blocks because there is something showing up for this kid right now. Yeah. You know, you're right. By the way, Bobby Knight's still Exhausting. with us. Uh, Bobby Knight is mom's age and uh, he's not, <laughs> he's not throwing chairs anymore. He's throwing diapers now. So uh, Aww, yeah, only, full when, ones. <laughs> only when he's upset, it's fine. Gross. Yeah. yeah, it is gross. Uh, well, there you go. I think that's uh, very helpful stuff. I would love to hear back from this listener. We didn't get a name, but uh, would love to hear back on uh, progress here. And um, I don't know. I think you can have some real positive stuff with this kid. You just got to do the things Wendy said. And then nice, beware, of, beware of scapegoating, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone should. You know, who's the kid that can carry the family's dysfunction is usually the kid who's saying it out loud. Yeah. Right. Like, ah, and responding and reacting and truth, truth telling through behavior. And so I think everyone should just go read about scapegoating. That's just, just everyone's uh, yeah. assignment today. If your goats are getting Don't out. Don't do it. No. Let them and keep. if you've been scapegoated, oof, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Keep do your whatever goats. it takes to keep your goats from scaping. That's right. That's no, right. no scaping, no, no landscaping, no manscaping, any of that. No All right. Zero scaping. <laughs> no zero scaping. None of it. <laughs> or even zero scaping, as I used to call it. None of that either. Okay, uh, anyway. so I have two things to talk about. Can Go. I bring them up? Yeah, but of course. As we end here? Yeah. Okay, number one. Uh, Real Steps is live. I will send an email out, but you can go to realsteps.org right now and sign up for the March round that's coming up. Right. It starts on March 6th. It's going to be so good. For some reason, oh, the site so says it's down. Why? Oh, no, it's up now. Okay, we're good. Never mind. It so. is up. It was not. It is up. I made Adam do it all like 
late last night. (laughs) (laughs) So yay for him. Um, Anyway, it's up and ready to rumble and it's going to be a blast. This, this round is going to be really fun. So please go there and sign up and I will bug you in on this show until it starts. And then I'll stop bugging you. How come come Alina has a brand new photo, her drinking some kind of green smoothie drink and Wendy's still using her old photo. Where's your new photos? I I switched it. I tried to switch it and I clearly didn't do what normal people do is like save it. So, uh, I got to do that again. Okay. Good luck to you on that. But whatever. Okay. <laughs> Don't critique me live. No critiquing. Right. No critiquing. <laughs> complaints to admin at uh, realsteps.org. Um, you can reach me there, by the way. Yeah. Okay. The second thing is really sad. <laughs> so, oh, no. Oh. Sorry to... Sorry to ruin the mood, but right. uh, I have a favor to ask the, the community if people are willing. So um, we didn't talk much about it, but when in January, when I came out to Salt Lake last minute, um, so what happened was, is a good, really good friend of mine from high school. We did reference that, that yeah. we've all been close and good friends for a long time. Anyway, sure. so a good friend of mine from high school, her um, teenage son, who's exact same age as my son, like months apart was in a basketball game and did went up to block a shot, just had a really weird um, injury where like his hip flexor ripped from his hip and just a bunch of okay. really severe damage. They, the x-rays they said looked like, like a little mini grenade had gone off. And so just had lots of injuries that way. And anyway, um, they had him rest for a week and were monitoring dad's a um, orthopedic surgeon. So he was, you know, being really careful on all the things. And the day after Christmas got up to um, go to a doctor's visit and through a blood clot and he, it stopped his heart and he died. Oh, jeez! And was just, just so horrible and so tragic and so sad. And this kid was, you know, they're in a little town in Wyoming. And so it was a really big deal for the community. And um, anyway, everyone showed up to this funeral and it was just it had a thousand people. And we were in this theater. It was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. And my friend is just a, a rock. And um, anyway, and so in part of trying to be there for her, when you, you know, when you grieve something like this, it just like, there's, it's unfathomable. Like, what do you even say and do? And, and we've talked about grief on the show before and just it's so hard. You think you're going to say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing. And so we had my, my group of friends, we had a long discussions about how to support her and what, what to do. And so one of the things we're doing is every two weeks, one of us is assigned the week mm. and it's grieving with them and, and, honoring him in some way and just making sure we still talk about him. His name's Max. Um, and, you know, just sort of allowing that to always be okay. That because we have five 17 year olds among us. So we all have kids who just keep going mm. and that, that kid has stopped anytime yeah. and it's, it's heart wrenching. So I thought everyone's kind of doing different things. He was a big, uh, he was a fan of a certain team. So one friend got him a bunch of, like jerseys with his name and his basketball number on it and stuff. And that was one week. And another week, someone's sending her to like a spa. We're just trying to do nice things. So I was thinking, what could I do? And I thought about the frog pants people and how kind and nice you guys all are. <laughs> and I thought, you know, one of the things I think, you know, this kid was such a good kid. <laughs> um, just like normal and sweet and nice and just so hard. And um, as just, 
some some way of honoring him. And so they have actually started a scholarship in his name. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they've decided which where the exactly the money will go, but they're just you know collecting it in his honor. And so I thought what I could do is if you know if anyone's willing to donate a dollar or two, um, we could send the money. You know, I could, I would, I'm going to send it all at once as like a bulk thing and just say, you know, this is from the tadpole basically. Um, and explain who you guys are because <laughs> I don't think she knows. Probably um, not. and just, you know, in honor of Max and then, but really even more than that, if, if money is not a thing you can share, um, and it doesn't, I don't want a lot. I just want a little, but I want from a lot of people. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, kind yeah. Of, yeah. No, I small amounts from a large group. Of small people amounts would be lovely. And just, yeah. you know, it'll go f- obviously to a good cause, but just what I want it, probably even more than that is just words. So what I was thinking is if people can donate a buck and then just, you know, in, in Venmo and I'll have it come to me and then I'll send it all to her at once when it's my turn, my, my turn's the end of February the 26th. Mm. Um, and send it in, I don't know, I'll print it out or make a little book or just something of just people sharing like that. He's not forgotten. Um, you can look him up. His name's Max Sorensen. You can see his, um, his obituary online is beautiful and amazing. And, um, anyway, and just, I don't know. I mean, this is hard for me to ask because I, it's very personal, obviously, but it also just. I just think I don't know what else to do, mm. and this community is always so good when people are don't know what to do <laughs> yeah. and need help. No, so. that's absolutely true. I would love to do that. Um, is there? So, do you want to give out your your Venmo name? Yeah. So okay. I'll do it. Yeah. So then I can just do it a, 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 all at once. And, sure. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Present whatever, um, and then people can just email me uh, anything if you don't want to do it through Venmo. Yeah. Um, you could just email it. Actually, do it at admin at real steps, actually. Okay. Um, so ad, admin at realsteps.org is yeah, the email admin address. at realsteps.org. Yeah. And then I'll just collect all of that. And you don't obviously have to put your names or anything else, even if it's just a sentence. Um, maybe where you're from. Like, the kids lived all over the country and is he just like had plans to travel the world. I think it'd be sweet for him to just see that people all around the world are good and their family. Mm. Um Anyway, and so my Venmo is just at Wendy Dunford, W-E-N-D-I-D-U-N-F-O-R-D. Dunford. And there's a so, picture of me making a stupid face. Well, that's <laughs> what we Johnsons do on our social accounts. Uh, yeah. So, so Wendy, at, don't forget the I. It's Wendy with an I, you guys. Uh, Wendy with an I, Dunford. Yeah, W-N-D-I. Yeah, Wendy with a Y, Dunford, is happy to get all the extra money. Uh, yeah. She has don't sometimes sent me things. Oh, really? <laughs> do, you get, yeah. do you get stuff from the, Yeah. No, oh, weird. That's it's weird. happened before. Uh-huh. I get Scott Johnson um, stuff so, here and there too. So thanks mom and dad for naming us weird. I appreciate for our it. Basic names. So at yep. Wendy Dunford with an I, and then you could just put any message there and then I'll just keep track of all of that. And then I'll let you know, um, at the end how it goes and, uh, that would be really sweet. Yeah. So if anyone's in the mood, feels like that's something they want to, yeah. especially if you've lost anyone, I think you kind of get it in a way that just, you don't get it till you get it. Um, mm-hmm. I've had a couple people just reach out who have been there for friends who's who've lost children. And there's like a sub support group for the friends of friends, tr- just trying to do the right thing by your friend. Cause the mo- the world moves on and just really, really hard. Yeah. So, super hard. So thanks. Sorry to 
no, 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 no apologies necessary. I think, uh, I think this is a great way we can help. So, uh, I can already see the chat room brewing about where, how they want to do it and where they're going to do it. That's good okay. to see if anybody's uh, listening at home and you want to contribute again, that is at Wendy Dunford with an I for Wendy, Wendy Dunford on uh, Venmo or, uh, email her directly. If you want to do it a different way at admin at real steps.org. And, uh, let's do something nice for these people. They deserve yeah. it. That'd be sweet. Um, awesome. Well, uh, I'm glad we're doing that. And I'm also glad to have you back. We'll, we'll do this again next week. And oh, and Wendy's coming to Vegas. So that's fun. Yes. Um, I, oh, I need boy. jobs. Tell me what I'm I got one. To I got one for you. There. So I was thinking, I was talking to Brian about it a little bit. And I think you and I maybe have talked about this, but, um, we should, we should do like a little Lucy Booth. like another booth five percent psychotherapy booth at yeah the, yeah, yeah. Uh, game the board I'll game i'll do um, it yeah remember yeah. that that was very fun it was fun. i could also do a little like a fun group i was thinking i'd make all the real steppers who were there yeah join me for a little um real step mind oh they totally could they know yeah. what i'm talking about and there's a bunch <laughs> there'll be a bunch there so absolutely that'll be okay that'll be great fun. Yeah. i mean others others can join too but you know i gotta i need right. to see my, my people too sure sure uh, we'll come up with awesome. some cool stuff, but and, I'm and I'm pulling you into the uh, the Taskville uh, competition as well. So yeah. uh, great because I'm really good at trivia. If that's what it is, it nothing to do with trivia, which is the best oh, part. I'm yep. You ever I'm done? So bad. Have you trivia. ever done an escape room? Is the question. Have you ever done that? Oh, I'm also yeah. No. All right, I'll do my best. <laughs> it's gonna be great. It won't. I I can promise you this. Brian's designing this thing, and it's not like weird or hard. It's. I mean, it's it's challenging, oh. but it's not like oh, we put you in a terrible position. It's not like that. And now um, you're a loser, and no one has anything to say. <laughs> uh, anyway, we'll get you more info on that because I got to find out when you. Okay. I guess we got to find out when you're getting into town. Um, do you know when you're getting yeah. in? Are you getting in on Monday or do you know? Monday noonish. Noonish Monday? All right. We'll we'll yep. figure this out and get it worked around. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I'm very excited to see you because I don't get to very often. And then that will yeah. that will soften the blow of having to deal with all our relatives in July when we have our family reunion. That'll exactly. be great. Exactly. Uh, we'll take it easy. Uh, <laughs> okay. All our best and tell, uh, remind uh, Abe for us that um, it's better to have your mom ban you from League than Riot ban you from League of Legends. <laughs> Okay. Because okay. he'll never he get back in that it. way. All right. We'll see you later. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, then, yeah. So you kind of need her there early for this, right? Or how does it work? I'd like, yeah, if I could get her there early for it, then that would be great. Like, but uh, totally understand, you know, um, we can, we can figure out, see if, it, if we can make it work. I was yeah. hoping to do all of the, for the folks who have to do all the editing, hoping to do all that stuff for Sunday, but maybe there's a way around it. Maybe. We can figure something out. Put that Kevin KT data to work, man. Oh, by the way, yeah, yeah, that would be the perfect. So last year's project, which kind of had some trouble with audio, I know you yeah. guys are accounting for all that this uh -huh. year. But if yep. you had a situation where you're like, "crap, we need to very quickly get audio that was distant and make it better," that oh, Adobe yeah, that, thing that is that actually audio, good that for Adobe that. Adobe thing, yeah. yeah, that's actually legit good for that sort of stuff. That's so. not bad. Yeah, it's actually a really good yeah. uh, way to do something it. Something to think sure. about. Uh, all right, that's the uh, that's the end of this here show that we did here, and uh, I really enjoyed it today. But guess what? There's more content coming. Brian, tell me about Coverville today. What's going on? Yeah, Coverville today is not going to be today. Oh um, shit! Had a, Sorry. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, no, that's right. I was going to have to announce this anyway. Um, got a client meeting this afternoon that is going to take most of the afternoon. However. I'm putting stuff together for a Barrett Strong tribute episode. Um, a lot of the old Temptation songs, like the biggest songs by the Temptations, um, the song Money, That's What I Want, 
uh, is uh, you know Barrett Strong. So many of that old those old Motown songs are Barrett Strong, and uh, so we're gonna have a tribute episode for him because he just passed away mm. in the last week. So far, of the five episodes of or four episodes of Coverville uh, this year. Three of them are tribute episodes <laughs> to people we've already lost in the first part of this year. It's like, oh, no, slow down, 2023. Sure. Uh, anyway, so that'll be coming up. Just keep an eye on my Twitter. I'll announce it. And uh, if you're subscribed to Coverville, you'll just get it automatically as to when it happens. Nice. Uh, obviously, look forward to that. Skim yes. today sometime. I don't know when, but Kim and I will be sitting down for a skim episode today. It depends on a couple of things with her schedule, but uh, we cool. should have an episode today. Core tonight for sure at 5 p.m., Lots to talk about there. If you want to hear the sad tale of somebody who's bought Hitman 3, a.k.a. Hitman World of Assassination, three different times, well, <laughs> tune in and find out why I did that. Um, I got a story around that, and it's uh, that game's awesome. Oh, my gosh, it's so good. Uh, core, oh, I mentioned Core. Film Sack this weekend. Is it Rambo we're doing? First Rambo, Blood 2? First Blood Part 2, Rambo. Ooh, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, so finally getting another Rambo in and... Helping stack the deck for uh, Sylvester Stallone being our most sacked actor. So that's right. Watch, watching it tonight, but I think I've already figured out what my intro is going to be based around. So oh, amazing! I'm to do that. All right, very good. You'll do it. Sh- will you do it shirtless with a red bandana while you write it? You I kind of always do. You just can't see it because we don't stream. We don't live uh, record uh, film sack. That's so, a good point. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Also, a TMS couch party for patrons this Friday. That's t- uh, tomorrow at three p.m. I think we're doing. Uh, Captain Marvel? Are we starting Captain Marvel? Yeah, sounds good. How should. long is that? It's probably I've got a man game tomorrow night, but um, we could either start early or we could do half. Or we could split do, it in half. Yeah, we might do that. I could do half. Let's Half's fine. Uh-huh. Let's do that. We'll do half and then take a week long intermission. Yeah, you know, there we go. And we, we all let's all go to the lobby for seven days. Harder, faster, bigger, better, baby. That's 124 what I say. minutes. So uh, two hours, four minutes. So. Yeah, I think we might uh, might split that one. We'll split it in half. Yep, we'll find the hour mark and we'll we'll call it good. Uh, so that is uh, for you patrons of the show. That's this Friday. That's tomorrow, three p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, if you want to be there for that, two p.m. Uh, Pacific and of course five p.m. Eastern. And if you're Central, you know what time it is. All right, uh, Patreon.com/slash/TMS is how you can be part of that and many other things, including avoiding commercials until the end of time. It's a great way to never have an ad. It's also a great way to get pre-show content that you don't get in any other way, as well as post-show content. I should mention uh, we do these couch parties, we do monthly play dates with video games, we do a bunch of other great monthly benefits that you can be a part of now if you'll just join us at Patreon.com/slash/TMS and be a part of the larger community for as low as a dollar a month because we're stupid. All right. <laughs> Moving on, let's do a song. And that yeah. song you have, so tell me about song. Look at this. This is our second visit up to Edmonton, Canada, this time for Derek, who writes, Hey, Strathcone and Belgravia. Belgravia? Those are neighborhoods in Edmonton. I'd like to request a song for my 38th year of being free from the womb. Uh, came out, uh, or his, his request was for February 1st. So yesterday, not too bad. Nice. This year has been hell for my mental health, and it's a damn good thing I have you two and everyone on TMS to listen to. You all make such a huge difference. I hope you realize what amazing things you do. For my request this year, I'd like to have some sort of K-pop. I've really gotten into it this year, and thankfully, with some suggestions from listening to Tom Merritt, <laughs> I think uh, his his uh, recent foray to um, 
the One Direction kid, uh, former One Direction kids uh, concert, mm. uh, is his first non-K-pop concert in like five or six years. Yeah, they have they have been nothing but K-pop 100% of the time over there at their yeah, Harry Styles, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I've been expanding my horizons. I'm not sure what kind of covers are out there, but I know you can find something awesome. Once again, thank you so much for the show and everything that you do. Derek in Edmonton, Canada. Let's party! Happy birthday. Excellent. So uh, this is this is tricky, right? Because you the the way to find it, you can't really just search K-pop covers. You find a lot of K-pop or uh, a lot of covers of K-pop artists. So you kind of have to start with a um, a, a popular K-pop band and then see what covers they might have done, which is what I did. I did a search through things like Blackpink and um, BTS and all sorts of things like that. Ended up with Girls' Generation. This is a song they recorded back in 2012, and it's called Dancing Queen, so you might immediately assume, oh, it's a cover of the song by ABBA. Right, sure, easy. No, it's not. It's a cover of the song Mercy by Duffy. <laughs> wow. Uh, they just happen to change uh, the the, uh, the lyric, and they're using Dancing Queen. This is this is great. It is so goofy fun. K-pop is uh, always a fun little thing to foray into. Here is Girls' Generation and their cover of Dancing Queen. Girls' Generation, let's dance. Hit the beat and take it to the fast line. Do 
part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. It's starting to be a bit of a pain not to have a CD-ROM drive in your notebook computer. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.